Hello and welcome to this week's Key Voices, conversations with folk in and around education. I'm Caroline Doherty and this week I'm talking to Katie Pinchess, who is head teacher at Bentley Church of England Primary School. And Katie and I are talking about her approach to reading at her school. Particularly, we discuss um, a piece of digital technology that they use called Lexplore to help diagnose how children are struggling with reading and what they can do to best support them to move on. We also talk about what Katie does to breed a strong reading culture in the school and also hear some of her observations about how children have returned following uh, absence and remote learning. So I hope you find this podcast on reading uh, interesting and useful. As ever, the podcast is an opportunity to open up debate and discussion around topics. The views my guests and I are about to express are not the view of the key. For in-depth information on the latest issues in education, check out thekeysupport.com. Hello, today I am joined by Katie Pinchess, who is head teacher at Bentley Church of England Primary School. Hello, Katie. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, thank you for joining us today. And we are going to be talking about about reading at your school with a particular focus on dyslexia and understanding why children are struggling with their reading to support them better. So thank you very much for joining us for this timely conversation. But before we get into that, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your background and about your school. Um, so I am the head teacher at Bentley Church of England Primary School. We are a small one form entry school on the Hampshire Surrey border, but we're a Hampshire school um, and uh, we are a village school. So serving quite a broad and wide catchment of children. We are a rural school. So actually we sort of fall betwixt and between quite often with funding. Um, and actually every penny counts. Um, we don't have huge numbers of children um, with pupil premium funding, although we do have a growing number. Um, my background is that I um, did teach training back in the day in Glasgow. Um, we grew up, despite the English accent, I am English, but grew up in Scotland. And um, I have been a head teacher now for 15 years in three different schools. But I have been fortunate to work all over the place in the city London, overseas in the United States. And then I ended up in Hampshire and have stayed here ever since. Wow. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that. Um, really useful to understand uh, the, the context, particularly, as you say, um, kind of rural um, uh, school, school there and, and, a, and a small, a smallish school um, as, as well. So we, we wanted to have a conversation really about, about reading. It's such a critically important skill and the focus of, of so much of what goes on at primary Yet it, it still remains hard to unpick precisely why why children struggle. Uh, so can you tell us a bit about what you've been doing? Um, so um, specifically, we've brought into something called Lexplore, which I can talk about in a bit more detail. But I completely agree with you. Um, I, I'm a big reader myself. I love to read. I actually worked as a children's book buyer before I, I became a, a teacher. And actually, I think that passion for reading is something that every single teacher feels, you know, quite strongly about. Reading accesses the wider curriculum for children entering secondary school. If they're not a confident reader, they are really going to struggle. 
Um, but actually at our school at Bentley, we've got about 200 children and reading has got very high priority um, across the school. It's very well viewed as being important. And we've worked really hard on that with parents and children uh, as well as staff. Um, and our reading results have generally been very good, but we had discovered we had you know small pockets of children where we would sometimes think we're, we're putting in a lot of support, they're getting intervention, but it was sometimes frustrating that we felt we weren't really hitting the nail on the head with supporting those children. And that's why um, we, we came across Lexplore, um, which uses technology. Um, so my husband works in IT and, you know, is always rabbiting on about robot teachers taking over. And I've said, well, show, show me a robot teacher that can control a group of four-year-olds who will need to go to the toilet at different times, etc. <laughs> but um, but actually this, this to me, when I, I, I saw a, a video, I think it was about it, and I thought, wow, this is finally something that we can't do as teachers, as human beings, that AI can help us with in the classroom. So I think it can sound a little bit scary. It sounds a, a bit like you know, technology's taking over, but it's really not about that. It's, it's a tool which aids us as teachers and backs up teachers' perspectives, but allows us to really identify the areas that children are stuck on. Um, it's the first technology that can actually look at how a child reads when they're reading silently. And as a school where, you know, the vast majority of our children are pretty confident, well, I'd say probably pre-COVID, but are pretty confident readers by the end of year one. And, and children start to become, you know, reading in their heads, reading silently. And this tool helps us to see how they're reading and where they get stuck when they're reading in their heads. And I haven't come across anything else that does that. Um, so we, we looked into Lexplore and we decided to um, try it out and, and give it a go. So we had training, which came through for us. It, had, it came through Hampshire Library Services, but Lexplore do deliver that training themselves. So they train up their trainers to be able to, to roll it out. And it's done in a very scientific way. So it's quite an intense training. Um, for a day and two members of staff in a school or well, certainly a school my size two of us were trained up and we support one another but the way it's delivered is very scientific it's it's because it's a computer doing the hard work um, we as the the humans are facilitating that really and I think that's really you know it's key to why it's successful instead of it being a human sitting with a child reading which is really important we we really prioritize that at school that that relationship between the adult and child reading together is really important and we can support and aid children but this is an assessment tool so actually it has to be delivered in the same way for every single child and it's not just used nationally it's used internationally and that all that evidence and research feeds into Lexplore and actually the then in the background they churn out all the information and data um, another reason we were interested in it, particularly over the previous um, 18 months, has been we, we haven't had national data. So it's been really useful to have some kind of benchmark for our children as readers against other children. And Lexplore continue to update that and look at that against pre-COVID data and, and the current data. So something we've noticed um, post-COVID, um, there's been a lot of changes with with you know outcomes for children um but but when we got into lexplore it was pre-covid 
In, indeed, and I, I think you said you know, so many interesting things there, but p- particularly that that kind of love of reading being being so crucial and and you know particularly um you know, the focus has been on so much about about tech and children's digital uh, capabilities but i often point out to people you can't really do much on a or on a computer or a phone if you, you also you know can't read and this <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's a feature of, of of some of the the ways in which reading is taught. My own experience as as a governor is we you know we do a really solid job of, of of phonics, and then there can be this kind of oh, but how do we actually make the children enjoy reading now? They can do it; they're competent, but that that love might not be there. And imagining for a child that is is struggling in you know to to get to fluency how to unlock those those bits that they are still finding difficult and move them through into accessing all of the the wonderful um different types of um education subject and activity that they can do if they can read easily that that, that this is, it almost feels like a big a big key to um unlock that for them can you can you talk us through what it what it looks like from the from the child and and the sort of you know trained um, member of staff's point of view for for a child to actually go through the assessment? So um, the first time we did it, it did take a little bit longer. Um, I think probably more for us as the adults. So the child has to come and sit at a particular computer screen and the adult is facing a different computer screen. And that in itself, um, our children are used to lots of um, eye contact, whereas actually this removes that. So the child is looking at a computer screen and they have to follow the instructions. So first of all, um, the eye tracking device um, it, you do a little test just to check and to check that they're both aligned as it hasn't um, unglitched glitched in some way um, making up words here um, but that just to check that the t- technology is working correctly and then the the child then reads out some phonic sounds that are repeated um, and then they read two short passages one out loud and then one silently if they are at that reading level so usually year three upwards um, and actually, then they answer some questions after each of the texts. So it's very short. Um, it, once we did it, we've done it more than once with a the child. They go, oh, it's the computer reading again. And they enjoy it. It's on the screen. It's a little bit different. Um, we do it three times a year. So we haven't done it the, the, the tests for this term yet. We do them after half term, straight after half term. And actually, that gives enough time. There has to be about a three-month gap between testing and that, um, the, the, again, the computer does all the hard work for you, but as the, the tester or the facilitator, really, um, it comes up with different texts and it knows which texts um, a child has read. It logs them, so which is handy. So again, you're not dealing with lots of bits of paper. You're not dealing with you know, being distracted by a phone call. It, it's, it's very focused. It's very quick. You get on with it. The child, uh, again, we, we've got it quite honed now that we have a child waiting and a child comes in. So it takes about 10 minutes for maximum for the child to come up and, and have the test and be on their way again. If there is a little glitch with the system, um, then again, the computer rectifies that. And as the humans, we type in any notes just to say if the child, um, you know, some children really struggle with that 
focus and sitting still. So for example, children with ADHD, they might be quite jumpy and wriggly. So again, we note that, and then it's useful um, for the Lexplore um, people back at base camp that they can check and they validate our data as well. So they can also listen in and hear that we have followed the script. Um, so again, that's that's the one, another one of the reasons I really like it, that it's we're getting checked as well, that we're delivering it correctly and that we're not making it easier, we're not making it harder for the children. It, it's, you know, similar in, in those ways to sort of any other national testing, really. And and what um, the kind of, so the, the, the computer is, is tracking how the child's eyes move over the text when they're when they're doing their silent reading and what does that then tell you so that 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 part of the data and how it's logged you can play it back and see and so for example you could see that a child is actually having trouble with focusing but actually the computer again does the the feedback on that for us so it, it benchmarks the child and you get an individual recording which can be useful to show to outside professionals such as um, reading experts um, or you know the educational psychologist or to share with parents um, if, if necessary but um, actually it allows us as teachers it gives us a, then a bank of data about that so you find out about the fluency you find out you, you get given a, a reading age which the benchmark score and that's useful and whether the child is average whether they're below average or or working at a greater depth level um, so it gives us all sorts of information behind that and also then you can focus in, it will tell you which words the child got stuck on and how long they got stuck. So actually uh, there's quite a nice visual on the Lex floor where if a child, the longer a child pauses on a word, a, a, a faint blue circle appears around it and it gets bigger and bigger. Obviously, you never leave a child for that long. We don't want it to become an uncomfortable experience, but where the adult has to step in and support a child, which which does happen with children who are struggling with reading, um, that's all noted as well. So it, it that all informs their reading age score. And, and presumably, th- th- this also helps you set next steps for their for their kind of reading development. Um, yes, it, it you know that really helps us. That's the key for us. That was the reason we got Lexplore. That it's not just about finding out the data and, and the score. It's actually digging deep into where the child is struggling. Where it, what is it specifically? So when they do a reading comprehension test and they're reading um, in a class, you know, with a with a written paper, yes, you'll find out what com- you know which questions they get confused you know they don't understand or that they can't answer correctly but this gives us a fluency it gives us the the phonic sounds that they're stuck on gives us a lot more information um, in order to be able to support that child and from that there's also a program that links with it that gives suggestions on these are the these are the areas that you can support this child with now quite often my staff will look at those and say oh yep we were working on those already with where they are. We use Read, Write, Inc. as a phonics program. And quite often with the year two children, that will tie in absolutely spot on with where the teacher thought the child was. But you, you mentioned earlier about older children. And uh, as you say, I think we we really focus on this in the infants. But as children move up the school, particularly if they're you know just one or two of the child, uh, children within a bigger class um, where they are, 
finding reading that bit more challenging, it really helps to ensure that they don't get stuck. Um, so continuing to benchmark and check against how they're performing in this is really helpful. And you mentioned there, obviously, that it's um, it's quite a formal um, process in a way with a child behind a computer screen, you behind a computer screen and a kind of agreed script and, and, and these sorts of things. And obviously it is a it is a technical solution to something that that, you know, um, people think of as happening in a kind of face to face adult to adult, uh, you know, adult reading with a child kind of, of thing. What would you say to anybody who's a bit kind of sceptical about, about the robot teachers? <laughs> I would definitely say watch watch the videos, watch Lexplore, you know, come and see it in action. It's really, as I say, my the children at my school see it as fun. They bounce up the stairs and they look forward to it. Uh, you know, they seem to enjoy it. it it's short. It, it's BD. It's really child friendly because it, it's not dragging out something. It's it's quite short. The, the passages the children read at whatever age they are. Just because you're in year six, you don't have to read War and Peace. It's it's quite short and snappy. And the questions that are asked, you know, you can see the children are quite enjoying thinking about them, and they quite enjoy the comprehension side. At no point do we say yes, you're right or no, you're not right. So again, that's unusual in a school context, but I think that's also another the reason why the children quite enjoy it they just do it and then they move on and um, if a child did ask me about it I would happily answer after after we switched off the recording but actually to date they haven't they've just been happy to come in and do it it's interesting actually as well isn't it that um uh you know usually you think of having to read aloud and you know some of the confidence or, or lack of confidence that that might be as a result of that and then actually the idea of the child doing doing it in their head um, might you know actually some children might prefer that because absolutely I yeah I, I completely agree and I think um, if I think of my own children um, one of my daughter is quite dyslexic and has always and loves it, it all the way through primary had to be read to as well as reading herself she struggled with that um, my, my brother is dyslexic so I'm familiar with that in in our family past as well and that sort of disengagement and and lack of enjoyment of books and actually if you have you know busy lives sometimes not every family is able to sit and read with a child every night um as an avid reader and and as a teacher that's something i thought was really important for my child my son likes to read and he's been a very confident reader since a young age and can get a little bit frustrated sometimes with um having to slow down and read out loud. Spoken specifically about how you've used technology there, uh, but could you tell me a little bit more about your approach to reading at Bentley as a whole? So I would say that um, at Bentley, we are not only passionate, but we're also quite stroppy about reading. Um, I think some of our parents might um, say, oh, they do go on about it a lot. But we, because it's so important um, for children to, to function in the world around them, um, we just get reading into everything. So we have a really reading rich culture in the school across all subject areas. It's something that we review um, quite carefully about really trying to develop vocabulary. And again, we have children coming from a very wide range of, of backgrounds, although the village looks quite chocolate boxy as you drive into it, it's it's got every type of child and we do have those pockets of, of disadvantage and you know families who have 
who actually, I think in some ways, thanks to COVID, have been increasingly open with us through that support um, over the last 18 months and have really opened up to us. I think also Lexplore, parents have been very interested in it and, and people have, have spoken about, oh, I wish we'd had something like this when we were children. I wish that had been there to help me. Like if I had a pound for every parent who said that, that you know, um, that would be good for the school budget. But actually that, that culture of reading, we have a really lovely library. And actually um, in recent, the last year or so, we've been able to afford um, a few a few hours of librarian time and that's been really important so the children they don't they aren't able in our village we're we're betwixt and between two towns and so quite a lot of children are get to go to those but actually sometimes it's our our very affluent busy working parents who don't take their children to do the library challenge in the summer um, which is free and we we really promote it but we just try and get reading and, and that that love and enjoyment of reading into everything we do. So um, the, the classes all have a, a reading book that, they, that the teacher reads to them. So something that they would probably find quite challenging to read on their own. So again, that varies and we monitor the texts and the, the deputy head who leads on English suggests really good text for that. We have a really text driven English curriculum. Um, so as well as our phonics, we, we have learning journeys for the children. So again, really well chosen books and quite unusual books as well. Sometimes books with no words, sometimes a text driver can be a video, but it's all about enjoyment of reading and that reading into writing. So, uh, and then the other thing we do is we monitor and really encourage every child to read five times a week. And we really, really encourage children in the juniors to continue to read out loud at home. We don't mind if they read to the dog or to, to a grandparent or a childminder. And we read with children at our, our after school club as well. Um, and so just, and we have volunteers in, um, again, we're just welcoming them back in after COVID times and sort of, again, making sure that we can do it in a safe way, but really ensuring that every child gets that human one-to-one -one reading, although that isn't done generally by class teachers, class teachers will do group reading, um, but they won't do one-to-one -one reading. So we think it is important. So we build it in, in other ways a rich reading culture at the school. Exactly, so great stuff. And um, yeah, I think it is really interesting that point you make about the, the parents, um, because especially, at, 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 you know, a younger age, trying to be able to articulate about why you find something difficult is, you know, it's, it's so challenging. And we, you know, we talk about learning being invisible and, you know, actually what's going on inside a, a child's mind. And it must be, you know it must be a real kind of revelation and 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 help there to, um for for all concerned and um in supporting a child's reading to learn okay well actually this is this is the thing that they're commonly mixing up or um the thing that they need to that need to practice more to to move on um you know i, I just just imagine that must be such a valuable piece of of information to be able to share with 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 parents Absolutely. And, and I think it's often it's quite reassuring for a parent and, and for a child. I think I, I think of countless numbers of children, particularly sort of year five, year six, if they still feel quite stuck, if there's, you know, there can be a real effect on their self-esteem. Actually, you can see it looks like everyone else is reading. 
Um, and actually, the librarian told me, um, our lovely librarian told me a, a, a couple of years ago that there was a child who she'd done some additional reading with, so knew that they were still at that very sort of early reading stage of decoding, but they picked the big, fat, chunky um, text. I think it was probably a Harry Potter one that was written, you know, the, the one that everyone else was reading. And there was that feeling that the librarian said, oh, I didn't want to stop them from choosing that book, but actually because they wanted to pick the book that everyone else was reading, but actually they weren't going to be able to access it by themselves. So there's a huge amount of stigma. And that was very subtle. That was a librarian who knew the child very well. And actually already there was support and intervention in place for that child. But actually it was absolutely the right thing to let that child have that kudos. And I, you know, it made me feel really proud that actually the child wanted to be aspired to read that book but it was our job to help them to read it mm. you don't want reading to be a barrier for any child and and the older you get and as children move you know upwards and, and into secondary school there's so much busyness and so much going on and if you can't access reading confidently yourself there's there's going to be so much of life that passes you by indeed and um, what's been your kind of experience of of how 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 young people's reading has been affected by time out of school, let's say, and kind of re remote learning? Uh, what what have you been your observations when you when you've got more pupils in school? So um, something we've noticed is is a resilience factor that actually children, some of our children. Um, got quite dependent on having an adult sitting right next to them and again we, we were all really aware that you know lots of parents couldn't do that and the parents were juggling jobs and you know it, it you know nobody had signed up to be a teacher and do a job at home um so lots and lots of challenges but you know, some children did have more adults present and, and actually some some questionnaires we did with children generally in our summer term was actually children um felt more worried about being on their own and I think because families had been at home all together um, you know I think lots of us felt very cooped up um, but even you know it, even it, all sorts of situations but children were just used to having more adult help so and again that parent help was different to the way a teacher would help and the way a teacher might prompt but actually direct you back to doing it on your own so sometimes you know the parent had perhaps stepped in and and written the spelling for the child we had um, quite a lot of old school terminology coming out that we don't use in the way we teach phonics now so lots of people talking about magic e but not really having a clue what that meant and and things that parents remembered from their were racking back through their brains about things that they remembered absolutely no blame culture we we've all done it as as you know parents and but actually just quite significantly a change in language so that rather than children feeling comfortable with school language um that actually sort of a bit more of a muddle we noticed it quite a bit in maths as well but but specifically with reading um set three sounds um a lot of children are quite stuck on the the more unusual blends and the more the, the sounds you know, where, um, where they, they've got a little bit confused about things or they just haven't, it, it hasn't been embedded securely for them. So there, there are some gaps there. But I think that resilience one is really key because actually if you won't even give it a go or if you read a word and you stop, um, that, that resilience and stickability are really key for reading. 
Yeah, and um, it's, it's interesting to hear that about um, the kind of parental terminology. Um, I, th- I think, you know, always my experiences of interacting with my, my dad, particularly on maths, is, yeah, the methods that he had he had learned were always very different from what I thought I was trying to learn. And, you, you know, it, it, it really does confuse more than 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 support some sometimes. And I imagine that across an extended period um, of, of not being able to to access um, school staff in the same way. Um, that yeah that could really lead to you know like you say it's nobody's fault and all, all sides meaning well um, but yeah it's it, it's it's confusing for the child um, and and any other kind of more general um, trends around around how um, your pupils have, have responded to uh, COVID? I think generally um, children had a real really came back to school particularly last March or or the previous September that um they just were really happy to be back with their friends (laughs) um that you know happy to be back in school and and really relishing all those school routines I I think generally for staff now we're all trying to remember what we used to do there's that whole balance of uh, you know there's so there's lots of there's been so many changes so so rapidly but actually for the children being together and learning from one another. I think we underestimate in education the power of good teaching, that actually how much interaction there is, you know, child to child, um, with talk partners, with groups of children working together, and the children really miss that. We we saw um, a lot of our um, only children almost became a sort of disadvantaged group in the lockdowns because they felt quite bereft without other people and they not just miss the play but they miss that that verbal communication I think that's really important when we're talking about reading and and if you're not hearing things if you're not actually speaking to one another and that that importance of of high quality speaking and listening um absolutely you know feeds into reading and writing and is there anything that that you have have changed or are thinking of of changing uh, as a result of, of of some of the things that you that you maybe did during that that remote learning period? Um, we've just this September we've gone for a really back to basics approach. So actually, um, just last week we had an inset day, completely um, revitalising our our teaching of phonics in particular and and spreading that uh, across the whole school which is something we we have regular training anyway um we had had Ofsted in earlier this term so we were one of the first schools um visited um in this academic year and and we were really pleased to see that focus on early reading and and you know an acknowledgement uh, to me was that actually the inspectors instead of looking at early readers in year one and year two at our school at this point in the year they looked at year two and year three because I think and that shows I think uh, you know that understanding that some children there has been a delay um, and a a pause in learning you know uh, throughout this period but actually um, that the focus on you know being high quality um, that all children need access to that high quality phonic teaching absolutely you know was key you know and so um so that's something so that back to basics approach um 
I think also um, where the Lexpo has helped us as well is don't assume um, that the children are where they would have been so actually you know we're all I think this time last year we talked a lot about catch up and then it, the, the words merged into recovery and then you know then we had another lockdown but actually find out where the child is find out where the gaps are don't assume that because you taught that phonic sound they have learned it and embedded it so actually that really teach it check it come back to it reteach it check it um so, so and i think that goes back to that back back to basics approach just don't assume check it and and fact find and then fill the gaps um i think generally for us we have noticed um a growing trend and i think it is related to the lockdown where we have some children who are struggling with reading into the junior junior year groups and actually that's something again that our read write inc lead is taking a, a a hold on it and that we're actually arming ourselves up <clears throat> because we have a very strong culture of reading across the school um it reading could have been an area that we said oh our results are always good so i'm assuming that they're staying good and that that isn't the case we've all changed a lot over the last 18 months Oh, that's um that's really helpful to understand and, and thank you for for sharing a little bit about your your Ofsted experience um gosh early early in the in any school year to be to be having a visit but especially in these uh, these challenging times well is there anything else that you'd like to share with our our listeners before we close no i i i, I probably have have talked to quite vehemently about our, our love for reading at Bentley and actually I think that's that's something we get we get positive feedback from but I think it it does have to come from everybody in the school and I think um your reading isn't just world book day at our school we we actually there was one controversial year where we didn't dress up and there was outcry from the whole community um you know so you get outcry whether you dress up or you don't dress up but actually we've always really focused it back on the books and actually you know who are you being and why are you being them but actually I, I think that you know that that love of 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 different authors that love of um, picking up a book by yourself or actually that first moment where when a child decodes a sentence and that sense of pride it is our job as as teachers to help children with that but it's absolutely our job to to make sure that children don't feel a lack of self-esteem if they're stuck with it because it's and i think of conversations i've had particularly with children year five year six where actually perhaps we've identified something in school and actually it has then become diagnosed by a, a professional and actually that feeling of oh it wasn't me I am working really hard as I'm doing my very best and that's all children can do um, so it's really important that we we make them feel good about reading. Thank you so much Katie for taking the time to talk to us today and thank you very much for listening. Key Voices is produced by The Key, giving education leaders the knowledge to act. Members of The Key for School leaders can access hundreds of articles on the latest issues in education at thekeysupport.com. And please tell us what you think of the podcast. Rate, review and subscribe or email me at caroline.doherty at thekeysupport.com with your thoughts and suggestions.